Hey, Vinny, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate Y'all, it. I look, I am blessed to be on a, you know, an NBA podcast with, you know, guys who were writers and not athletes. You know, I feel like this is like you know, uni- unicorn-ish. I know, I know. We, we don't I exist know. anymore. No, you're right about that. <laughs> and we're black. That's like, the, that's, the, that's the third rail of all this shit. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God. Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. It's another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic NBA show. David Aldridge here in D.C. It is cold as hell here today. It's about seven, eight wind chill in the Bay. My man, Marcus Thompson, is probably like 60 there and you complaining, right? It's about 55. And yeah, I'm complaining. Like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, the one day it was a nice day. And maybe maybe it was perspective more than actual weather. Clay day. No, of course. Nice oh, Clay God, wanted, God wanted to do to be nice weather when Clay came back. You know, <laughs> something was out on, on Clay day. Oh, God. Or maybe that was just the disposition of the area. You know, I, I don't know. The next day, it's back to back to a bit of gloom. Exactly. exactly. I will say this. This is this is a this is hoops adjacent. So I could go a little bit off topic. Major, major feet. Since the last time I talked to you, DA, huge. I mean, this is, it's, it's mega. I left my backpack in the car by mistake and nobody broke into my car. Damn. (laughs) I thought it was over. I was like, that's it. I got to get, I already started plotting. Okay. I need to get a new backpack. I go to the car and the Joker was still in there. Window intact and everything. Back seat? Back seat or front seat? Back seat. Breaking news. They're getting soft in the bay, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, or 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 Vinny, they know. They was like, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> that ain't it for sure. That ain't it. <laughs> but that, no, you know what that's called? Bulletproof, uh, crowbar-proof windows. There you go. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> he got that good glass. That good glass. Huh? Like, that's that East Oakland glass right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you heard our guest, our guest this week from Yahoo Sports, our man Vinny Goodwill. Vinny, what's up, man? It's so good to talk to you again. I don't think I've talked to you since the finals, man. Is in this crazy? Like in this, like like the legend, Uncle Da, and the dude. You know how long it took for me, David, to get a book from Marcus Thompson? <laughs> Here how we long? go. How long? How long? <laughs> I just got it like last week. I literally got it last he got, week. Hey, he got like four of them, by the way. <laughs> He kept doing it. I kept sending them. I didn't even get it. So it's probably four books that went in the D for like 40 bucks. $59.99. Yo, yo, who went this dynasty? Who went this dynasty? <laughs> I got I got watches. I got cool water. I got that new dynasty, baby. <laughs> He kept he kept he kept sending them to the wrong address. They probably just kept getting sent back. Man. He was saying he. I don't think he sent them to me. I think he was just stocking them up for his uh, office because it looked like yeah. he got a few copies behind him. Few, all, yes. all I'm saying is I know the hustle. You should have just said, "Hey man, send me ten. I'll get them off and I'll get you a cut." You know, we've been out the trunk our whole lives. So ain't nothing new now. <laughs> ain't nothing new now. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Hey, so, but DA, can can we just start this podcast by saying, like, and me and you can both share in this? Yes, man. Look, look at our guy, Vinny. Man, look how Vinny's all grown up, man. Like, I know. 
I, dude now. I, I, Vinny is dude, like the just... man. Like, I remember you when you was a little, you know what I'm saying? Knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> Young dude on the beat, you know what I'm saying? With with the backwards cap and everything. I was like, yeah, this is one of my guys right here. Now look at him. Big national reporter. All right. I know. I know. Breaking news and whatnot. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like having the whole Twitter universe come at him about something he write about, and then they later got to come back and be like, all right, you was right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That way. What? what there, there's problems on the Rockets? Really? No. Are you serious? Really? <laughs> Newsflash! <laughs> Newsflash! Come a long way, brother. You've you've put together a great career. <laughs> it's fantastic. Hopefully, it ain't over. You know what no, I mean? Because we 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 dropping about it like black folks in the media business. We dropping by the day out here, man. Oh, we man. are unicorns. I know. We were talking before <laughs> yeah. the, before we started, man. This is probably a first. Three non-athlete black men talking about basketball. That I don't even think that was allowed till about five minutes ago. You know, we had, no, nobody, nobody out here yelling. Getting <laughs> letters from the FCC about this, like exactly. It's just entirely too much melanin on your podcast. You need to reduce it by it. Um, yeah, it's it's unusual in our business, but it is what it is. <laughs> so. Um, I'm just happy. I'm just happy, Marcus, that we got we we got new ownership. So I'm happy. So. <laughs> oh, that's hey, right. We out here. Yeah, we out here. Y'all work. Y'all work for the New York Times now. Uh, sort of, kind of. <laughs> it's hard to put on a business card. Say that. We, we ain't allowed to say that. We, we got to say that we were bought by the New York Times. Right. I was right, in. The, right. I was in the middle of my tattoo, Vinny, when we got that email. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's going to say Times Life across my stomach. <laughs> and it was like, bro, you can't be out here saying that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Until I got that Times Life. So you just, made it, you just made it the time because you like Morris Day. That's what you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the time, right? <laughs> this is why they don't get three non-athletes on because we start acting crazy. Yep. You, you Afro-Americans. I uh, know, right? <laughs> All right. So, so actually I want to I want to start with um the the saga of the Atlanta Hawks mm. as we kind of get to this trade deadline and our boy Spears broke some stuff on ESPN on Tuesday about how they how Philly's trying to trying to attach Tobias Harris like, you know, like a throw in. Like you got to take him too if you want Ben Simmons <laughs> like like and Atlanta ain't trying to hear that, but I I do know this. This is not anything new. The Hawks have not. They've been. They have felt like they they thought they were kind of funky all year. This is not like this just happened last week. They have been like a, like eh, something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is right. I'm not sure this is right. You know, all year. <clears throat> but to me. <clears throat> I wouldn't trade John Collins for Ben Simmons. I'll just put it that way. Like, I don't get it. But Vinny, educate me. Tell me where I'm wrong. I would either. And and I don't even know if John Collins is the player you got to watch. I think Cam Reddish is the player that you have to watch that's going to be moved soon. Now, granted, he's not – that's not the big salary that's going to be needed to make one of these blockbuster trades. But the the John Collins situation – over there always seemed kind of funky in last year's conference finals run, kind of, you know, put a little perfume on it. And you were always hearing stuff about, you know, maybe he wanted a bigger role and the the fit between him and Trey Young wasn't always, you know, so great. But, you know, being down there and, and winning sort of cures all ills, right? 
but they're not winning right now. You know what I mean? They are not in the spot in the Eastern Conference. The East has gotten a lot better. And the Hawks have sort of predictably gone back and fell back to the Mendoza line. So you're going to hear some of these th- same things sort of, you know, creep up. Trey Young is a high usage player. You know, he dominates the ball a lot for good reason. You know what I mean? For very good reason when you look at his production. But that also means when you have young players, and we've all covered young teams with young players wanting to feel themselves. And John Collins looks at it and is like, look, I need to, I want the ball more. I want to mm-hmm. be able to create and dance. You're looking at the numbers and you're like, okay, you're 20 and 10. And he's like, I can do more if you if you let me rock. So he wants, he probably is looking at a place where, look, let me rock a little bit. So in it's human nature. And I think that's where we are now. But Ben Simmons for John Collins, who's saying no? Everybody. Right. You you wait. Right. Not not Philly. <laughs> I mean, Philly would do it. it I'm it sure. Be Philly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Philly but should do I, that. I, I don't know to me, like I know Atlanta's bad defensively. I'm not they got problems there. And I I don't know how you fix it necessarily. But to add another non shooter with, with Capella, I how does that work? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem to work for me. Like, <clears throat> unless you're going to move Capella too. And and it takes the ball to Trey's hands. And is Trey yeah. giving up the rock? Right. <laughs> right. Right. No Has there been any indication that Trey wants to give up the rock at all? No. None. None. And I don't blame him. I mean, look, he, he was terrific last year. You think Ben Simmons wants to come in and, and be number two to Trey Young number one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Ben just sitting at the dunker spot. Let's put it that way. The difficulty is Ben can't do that exactly right? like you need him to be on the ball and while like in theory trey will be good off the ball because he can shoot the magic of trey really ain't the shot it's the right. dimes right it's right. the vision it's the line with the shot yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so no, to, to kind of strip off that part of trey's game would be counterproductive to me yeah but no, you wonder uh, but you want do they want a secondary shot creator because you don't want to put everything on Trey Young? Are you trying to dial back his usage, turn him into more, shall we say, lack of a better phrase, a Steph Curry off the ball type of player where he maybe he can become more effective if he's running off screens and creating that action. But there's only one Steph Curry that can do that. And mm-hmm. it's comfortable doing that. And it's right. ego is saying, oh, that's cool. I don't got to be on the ball. Like the, per- the people part of this business, it's for me where Daryl Morey got this problem, got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the people part of this business is where the Hawks get it right. If you put their, if you put Ben Simmons and Trey Young together, I don't see how that also, works. Also, Trey's 5'11". Steph, <laughs> Steph is 6'3". Like one's 190, one's about 175. Like it's different to tell you know, Trey to go off the ball. It's funny you mentioned that, Marcus. I've said this to people for a long time. Steph is sneaky tall. Like you look at him on the floor and it looked like he about five nine, five nine. You know, like <laughs> I remember I remember asking Dwayne Wade, um, I was we were talking about it and I'm like, Steph had a dunk or something. Uh it might have been on the heat. But I'm like, Dwayne, what was it like, you know, Steph getting a dunk or you know, Steph was obviously super hype about dunking, so it was a big deal. Yeah. Dwayne Wade was like why y'all acting like this dude is small? Like Steph, six three, six four. Like of course he can dunk. Like, and it, and it, did, it never really hit me until it was like, you know what? Like, you know, this ain't Bugsy Bogues we talk about right, here. Right, like, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Nah, but that's, that's he's right. tall that's and right. He's, he's tall and he's long. That's the thing. He got he's got long limbs. He's not a compact six. And he's put on that muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's 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 something. 
He's you you were talking about Vinny, the uh, the secondary ball handler, and, and it had me thinking. One of the guys who, you know, obviously the reports are talking about it, but that makes sense to be moved right now is Jeremy Grant, right? Uh, this is very clearly <laughs> Cade's team, right? And oddly enough, like Jeremy Grant came to the Pistons for the same reason John Collins is saying, like, yo, let me cook, I'm right? man. Let me be the right. man. <laughs> I mean, it, where, where do you think is a good landing spot for him? Do you think now is a good time? to move him and maybe kind of get some pieces for him because it's very clear where this franchise is going next. And I think you tweeted about it. Like he's got to shoot 40% from three and he's at 39. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's at 30. He's at the, not 39 for the year. Uh, uh, K he's at 39 since December. So yeah, he's yeah. showing that right. he can, that K can be a superstar player. Cause he's not a superstar athlete and it's not a perfect comp, but a relative comp for K to me is Dame Lillard where Dame is not a super athlete, but he's a better athlete than Kate, but Kate is bigger. You know, Dame yeah, will yeah. dunk on you, but you ain't worried about Dame really cooking you from there. The, the threat from Dame is the third of the shot, and I think that's where Cade's sort of pro skill is going to be that makes him a superstar. But for Jeremy Grant, I don't know if the Pistons want to trade him. Yeah. I think teams are calling. Now, that yeah, puts yeah. you in an advantageous spot as an organization where – you're going to take the best deal possible. Like, if you want to trade them and everybody knows you want to trade them, you're going to get the poo-poo platter. And we done seen plenty of poo-poo platter trades over the years <laughs> where a team is just trying to get rid of a dude. Troy Weaver as the, has some D.C. roots with, with Jeremy Grant, and it's very fond yeah. of him. So I don't think he's looking to move him. But if someone makes him an offer he can't refuse, I think you got to think about it. But I don't think whether it's the Lakers or the Knicks or a couple of teams, nobody's put their best offer on the table yet. Nobody's done anything to make the Pistons actually think. And ideally, he's a what you say a third? Would you say a third option scorer yes, who can still yes. defend because he's yeah. not a great yeah. rebounder, but you can defend him at anywhere from from two to four. Yeah, from yeah, he's a he's a third option, but you can still get you can still score score twenty in my opinion, as a yeah. third option. You've oh, just yeah. got to oh, yeah. be committed to that. Yeah. And everybody well, needs might- a wing defender nowadays that can be versatile. Yeah. Hey, no, hey, you- I was watching that Utah game, and he wasn't on the court. I didn't notice he was gone. That's all. <laughs> 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 I was like, hey, this Sadiq Bay kid is pretty good, man. Hold on. Like- <laughs> now, right? now, I like him. I, I, I love Sadiq Bay. He's He is mean. And when I say that in, like, the nicest way possible. Right, right, right. And somebody in DA, you'll like this. Someone made the comparison. They said his demeanor is very Adrian Dantley-like. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Where oh, you're not going to rattle him. You're not going to rattle him. He's going to be yeah, there. Yeah. And not, not the games being similar, but just sort of the approach. And you need that approach, especially on a young team, somebody that's, that's serious. And basically, we can cuss on here. Somebody ain't taking no shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think yeah. I think that's I think that's Sadiq Bay. And yeah, him putting up numbers basically since the middle of December. Yeah. That make yeah. that makes that makes a guy like Jeremy Grant a little more expendable. Or it says, you know what, if we make this move, we're not asked out at that at that yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, at that yeah. at that yeah. three four spot. You know, yeah. we don't want to we don't want to trade him, we don't want to lose him, but we're not up the creek. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not taking steps back, especially as a rebuilding team. You don't want to sell to your fan base. Yeah, this guy that we just signed last year for $20 million that we said was going to be a face of the rebuild. Now we're going to go the Sam Presti route and just everything must go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Detroit yeah. ain't buying that. Detroit ain't buying that shit. <laughs> I, I, 
I actually think, and they've been rumored. I think, I think the Wizards would make sense for Jeremy Grant. I think he, he would make a lot of sense because they, KCP is really the only wing defender they have. Um, to have a second wing defender who can shoot would make a lot of sense. Now, the thing I don't know, and I've asked people this the last few days, is could he and Kuzma play together? Uh, not mm. sure. I'm not sure. So, and I'm not saying I. I'm not saying I think that it's impossible. I'm just saying I'm not sure. So, so it's not the. No, it's not a normal fit. I'll put it out. I think they have the length to do it, and you could switch. You can switch a lot, and Kuzma's a good enough rebounder. Yes, and Grant yes. and Grant isn't like the one thing with Grant. You just hey, as long as your man don't get the rebound, we good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. He's he's that type of he's that type of defender. But if you have the length and you can switch and you can play a little three four, someone's going to have to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. But Kuz likes to cook. Yes. you know what I mean. Right. Kuz ain't passing up no shots, and Jeremy Grant didn't leave Denver to start passing up shots. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And you got, oh, you got that Beal guy who might want to shoot the ball every once in a while. A little bit. He might get yeah. a few off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure that works, but it's intriguing. And the fit between Dinwiddie and Beal has been kind of funky so far. That's been weird, man. That's been weird. I can't figure out what's going on with that because that should be a natural fit. Like it should be not, I'm not taking turns, but there should, that should be a natural flow between the two of them. If one guy's got the rock, the other guy decoys and vice versa. And, and this should, but it's not, Dinwiddie plays one way when Brad's not on the floor and he plays completely differently when Brad is on the floor and it's noticeable. It's obvious. The numbers back it up. It's weird. And I don't know what the problem is between the two of them right now. No, no. It's deferential, and and then when he's too confident to be consistently deferential. Yes, exactly. Like he's a he's an outwardly confident dude. Like I had this dude when he was a rookie in the fifteenth man, and yeah. he was talking and he was talking as if he had it all figured out. And now that he's got his deal, I'm like, okay, now you can flex. Now you can really, you know, yeah. show it a, a little bit more. And he hasn't. He only doesn't want dealers out. I wonder if that's just a does Brad take up that much oxygen in the room. I mean, I think everybody defers to Brad. They understand they're the new guys. He's been the he's the one that's been there the longest. They respect that um, the loyalty piece, and they really do try to defer to him. But I think there's way too much deferring going on. And like you said, Spencer, Spencer, it makes no sense for him to play if he's not going to be Spencer. You know what I mean? Like right. he's got to be Spencer Dinwiddie, which is. I can score anytime I want on anybody. And if that's delusional, good. That's who he is. That's how I got the bag. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he believes it. He really does believe it. And he's shown that he can score, uh, you know, on just about everybody. So why why do you stop doing that when Brad's on the floor? It doesn't make sense. Weird. And and Wes Unsell Jr. has been on him about being more aggressive. Like, he's yeah. got, seems like he's gotten the green light. Yeah, it's one of the odd things because usually the coach is telling guys, "Hey, don't shoot so much." Right, right. And right. he's getting the green light, and he's like, "Nah, I'll take this car." She's yellow. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like something. The math ain't mathing, as the kids would say. <laughs> Vinny, um, what? As we get close to the deadline, are there are there two? Let's get Simmons off the table for a second. Um, 
are there guys or teams that you think are definitely going to do something just from what you're hearing? In the past couple of weeks, Jalen Brown's name has popped up a lot for me. And if you're Boston, you're going to make the choice. I suppose you're going to choose Jason Tatum, although I don't think the difference is as wide as people naturally assume between the two. Mm-hmm. When your best player's best shot is a step back contested 20 footer and he doesn't get to the line, like, oh, I kind of <laughs> need something a little better than that. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. kind of need something a little better than that. But if they've made, if Boston has made the decision, that we've gone as far as we can go with these two guys being our 1A and 1B, and we don't know what type of executive Brad, uh, Brad Stevens is, yeah, that's a name that's that's really interesting to me. I'll tell you another one. Down in New Orleans, Brandon Ingram is a name that has, that has surfaced to me from a bunch of executives, and I'm very curious what his value is, you know, across the league because a couple of years ago it was like Tatum or, or Ingram, like which, which guy, I'm going to stylistically yeah. – you know, yeah. which, which guy do you want? And New Orleans is in a curious situation because we all, you know, nobody would be surprised if there was change in New Orleans at the top after the end of the season. Yeah. So do you, have, do you have permission to trade someone like Brandon Ingram? Or do you trade Brandon Ingram as like the last bitch effort to, you know, to save a little face? Like, I'm very curious. Like, to me, those are the biggest names. Simmons aside, those yeah. are the two biggest all-star caliber names that to me, I won't say make a lot of sense, but those are the names that I've been hearing. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash NBA show 23 and get started. Curious. Um, to me, Ingram makes the most sense, right? Like, <laughs> like if I'm Ingram, I'm like, yo, put my name in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to, I wonder, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here. I am reaching I'm throwing this out there out of curiosity, but we're watching teams like Atlanta, like who were supposed to be good, be disappointing. And you start wondering, is this, are they struggling or is it, are there real issues? And one of the teams that I keep coming back to is the New York Knicks. Should they entertain a Julius Randle move? He's getting booed right now. <laughs> <laughs> by by his squad or should they just figure out ways to get him some help but obviously new york is tough but he just signed an extension and i think the atlanta hawks kind of you know exposed something you know you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 i mean one, one thing about tips and tips has a lot of warts and a lot of flaws tips never bails on his best player 
Remember the whole Minnesota thing with Jimmy Butler? Yeah, yeah. If Tibbs ever got married, he would be trying to make that thing work while she, <laughs> while she, while she walking while he walking in on her with Brad Pitt. Like, baby, we can do this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. He don't abandon his best player. You know what I mean? So I don't think, and I think Tibbs has a lot of sway in that organization. I think he has a lot of, you know, say power, but he's a lot of agency over there. You know, with, with Leon Rose and, and Worldwide Western, those are his guys. So I don't think he would be angling to move Julius Randle. Now, the question I have for you guys is, is what we saw from Julius Randle last year, like, is that the high mark? <laughs> or is that like something that he couldn't duplicate? Was that like, I feel like you know, that's lightning the question, in the bottle? Right? I feel yeah. like that is the question to me. Like, yeah. was that the beginning too. of something? Or? or the end? Yeah, yeah, fair question. And I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like he could be better in a spot where he's not the best player. That's so that so in my mind, it's it's kind of a waste of Julius Randle to put him in this position, like where he's over his head in a sense, especially in mm-hmm. New York, right, where they're gonna make you feel you're you know what I'm saying like that they're gonna let you know it's not gonna be a place like Oklahoma City where they're gonna have your back and they're gonna right. they're gonna carry you as the greatest player of all time. <laughs> No right, matter right, right, what right. the truth ain't, is, like Nick's yeah. gonna let you know. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no grace. Like that's yeah, grace. Right. No, no. That, so, that's, that, that's a word I've been using in my personal life a lot lately. Grace, grace. Ain't no whole lot of grace in no New York question. City. Nah, you know with, what I'm saying. With Julius Randle, but no. he's he's a really good player. Like instantly, you put him on a team with another player, they're instantly yeah. moving up. You know what yes. I'm saying? So yes. to me, it's just like, this is one of those situations where you can let it play out for three years and be like, nah, we good. Remember when we went to the playoffs that year? Remember that? <laughs> or you can see round. what it is and, 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 and handle it early. But it just feels unfair to me that Julius Randle was out here, like basically taking on New York by himself, like right. waiting on RJ Barrett to become, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this gets back to when teams, one of the hardest things the teams do have to do is to really self-scout. Like, mm-hmm. how good are your players really? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. whether you drafted them or signed for them or traded for them or not, you got to be really sober, sober about evaluating <laughs> your own guys. <laughs> you know, like, and if the and if if they're like, well, R.J. Barrett's going to be a superstar because we drafted him, or because he came here, or Obi Toppin's going to be a star because we drafted him, um, or Quickly's going to be a star because we drafted him. Okay, but they better turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. to your point, that's that's the kind of deal you made with Julius Randle is that these young guys were going to get to another level. I haven't quite seen that yet from those young guys. And and, and not and not and not even that. I think the greater point is the Eastern Conference has become the dominant conference. No question of the two. No so question. where you could slide by last year. Yeah. And you could win a couple games by the skin of your chinny chin chin. Yeah. You ain't doing that no more. Chicago's here. Cleveland yeah. is here. Miami ain't never left. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, like David, I don't Charlotte know about you. Just beat Milwaukee twice. <laughs> Philly twice. didn't die like we thought they might, right? Right, like, right. Philly's right, like, right. yo, we still right. here. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, like Uncle David, I'm to the point of my national 
beat writing life where I'm rooting for Miami. I want the warm weather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's good for me, of course. <laughs> hey, Vinny want that Miami Miami Warriors final. That's what <laughs> or Miami Phoenix. Lakers final. You know, so right. or Phoenix. Yeah. Hey, you're not you're not losing as a national writer coming out the West this year. You right. might end up in a really nice spot. <laughs> no Denver, no Utah. I uh, am don't fine. sleep on Salt Lake, my brother. <laughs> I've heard stories. I, I've I've heard yeah, stories. Yeah, don't sleep on Salt Lake. Don't sleep on Salt Lake. Hey, don't don't be talking too loud, y'all. Y'all don't get don't get yourself in no trouble out here. I I am the only single man. Wait, on, so on speaking, this of, speaking of Utah, I'm talking about the scenery, bro. I'm talking I'm about the scenery. I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought Utah up because, man, do they? I know they. This sounds certainly sounds like Joe Ingles is available, mm-hmm. which is. Which I look, I get it. I understand why they're trading him, but damn that dude can shoot the rock. <laughs> dude can shoot the rock. You, you know, know what that says to me? I think that says, does that say, and you tell me if I'm wrong, DA, because you're I'm gonna defer to you. Does that say we need a better shot creator a, yes. alongside yes. Donovan Mitchell so it yes. doesn't fall all on him? Yes, yes. Right. It does say that. But if if to me, well, I say I'm not around Utah every day, but to me, you can explain away Utah losing to the to the Clippers to me last year in the playoffs. Mike Conley makes such a difference. A healthy Mike Conley. Let me put let me say that. Yes. Healthy yes. Mike Conley. They're a completely different team with Mike Conley. Completely different. And so to me, it's kind of like Okay, yeah, I get it. You could tr- you you might need another another creator to take the heat off of Mitchell, but you already have that. You got that. <laughs> it's just that you just have to get him to May. You know that's been the problem with Mike is getting him to May. Right in one piece. You know if you can get him to May, bubble wrap him, do whatever you have to. They are pretty damn good. So to me, I don't know. It's not like it's going to destroy their chemistry or anything like that. If they no. trade angles. I just think they're really good with Mike Conley healthy. I, you know. But how how good can really good be, get you when arguably the yeah. two teams in the NBA are Golden State and Phoenix? And yeah. the and the sure. one thing I hate, and that's I've hated this since I was a kid. I hate these punk ass GMs that are satisfied with being a fourth seed, second round team, and then we go home. Go for it, man. Even, leave leave Neil O'Shea alone. He, stop, he ain't do stop, nothing. Stop. He out of a job. Like he just. <laughs> that's the one thing i said about daryl morey um daryl morey was the one guy in the west when the warriors were, were at the top peak flex warriors he was After like let's go KD. he's he like, like let's he's go like let's go <laughs> let's go i'm gonna bring in every dude i can to mess with katie's head to get in his way you know like and he, and he came damn close to beating him you know like i give him credit for that that, that's like that's like seeing Kelly Rowland, who's like my celebrity crush. That's like seeing Kelly Rowland on the street. You're like, I ain't got no shot at him. <laughs> but but I'm a holler anyway. <laughs> I'm a, if if the sunlight hit me just right, if this if this if this line just hit her just right, if the Holy goes, Spirit moves me and the right words come out. I, I guess, all right, so that's your that's your. All right, so wait, so that's the one. Have you ever been in in Kelly Rowland's presence? Luckily, I have not. All right, so was so who's the so which celebrity would you would you shoot your shot against? Would it be her or would it be somebody else? Now Kelly's married. 
Oh, so, right, right, right. <laughs> Neil Long was my longtime celebrity hey, crush, but hey. you can't do that no more. <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? Hey, you can't do Neil that Long no story, more. Vinny. I'm at. Listen, I'm 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 cool as a fan. I'm from East Oakland. I don't get rattled by nothing, right? I'm walking in the halls of San Antonio Spurs Stadium in a playoff series, and I'm walking. Next thing I know, here comes Neil Long the other way. Yo, I completely. Fr- <laughs> I turned into like a Michael Jackson fan. I was like, oh, I couldn't breathe. Like, <laughs> like a Scandinavian teenage girl. Like, what the heck is happening to me, right? Like, hey, you know how you know how it's a circle, like the back, like so she just came around the corner. I'm like, is that me? I was like, yeah, I wasn't so cool no more. I'm like, what the heck happened to me? I take, take, yeah, take off your cool. Is that what that was? Uh, that cool <laughs> fell off. That cool fell off like old skin. Uh. <laughs> I was like, geez, be along in the building. My bad. Oh my god! And, and, and we can't and we can't say that no more because now she's part of like the extended NBA family. Yeah, no, we she in the family. Know. Yeah, she in the family. So, so a couple years ago, Jay Adonde and I were in LA. He he was he said he had tickets to see he had tickets for some reason he had tickets to go see Maxwell at, at Staples Center. He's like, "You want to go see Maxwell?" And I'm like, yeah, "All right, so fine, we'll go see Maxwell." So, we get there, we sit down. Seats are pretty good. Not not on the floor, but fine. The seats are fine. They're fine. So Maxwell's doing his thing and it's like 60 65% women in there and of course, I understand. I'm not yeah, it's fine. So, it's a good concert is going on and Jay elbows me about 40 minutes in and he goes, Look over there. I'm like, what? He said, look over there. And I said, what am I looking at? And he said, Sally Berry over there. And I look over and there's a woman sitting next to a very large man who is obviously her bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly is her bodyguard, right? Perspective, right? I'm like, that's not Halle Berry. That's not no Halle Berry. And so Maxwell starts singing. He sings whatever he's singing. And he says, Turn the lights up. Turn the lights up. I want to see all the beautiful ladies out here. Turn the lights up. Turn the lights up. And they turn the lights up and I look over again. Oh my God, that's Halle Berry. <laughs> it is Halle Berry. <laughs> oh shit, that's Halle Berry. <laughs> DA fainted at the thing. Oh my God. <laughs> like a church woman. Like a church woman. Oh, no. Help me. Jesus, Jesus, help me. They was doing <laughs> London Bridges on DA at the Maxwell concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear Lord, she's so fine. Look, she oh my is, God, oh my she, God, she's like extra level fine. Like I wouldn't even shoot my shot. I just bow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different category there. Oh man. my God, that's crazy. I was just babbling. <laughs> She wanted them. She wanted them types where it's like uh, my, my my daddy. When I was coming up, my daddy had these fascinating. Like Lena Horne came on the TV, and he would just stop right. And I'd be like, "All right, daddy, you know, he's a cute old lady." But he was like, "No, nah, you don't understand. Like, Hallie gonna be seventy five, and we ain't no, gonna fine. have to say she used to be hot, right? Like, it's gonna be she the on, same reaction. She on that Helen Mirren plan, like she's gonna be forever. Yes, exactly, right? Ninety two. She taking off her clothes. You like?" What? <laughs> you just, you just, you just, you just, you bow in front of her. You say, you say, you say, may I kiss the royal feet, please? You know all of that type of shit. Yeah. Like, no. Nah. See, this yeah. is why they don't let three writers get together. Somehow was we were talking say. about the trade, and we ended up talking about Halle Berry naked at ninety-two years old. Like, this I don't even why. understand how we got here. This is why they don't let three black guys who didn't play 
I'm, the, I'm telling y'all, y'all the podcast. And for a while, I was a Beyonce devotee, and then I was like, one day in college, I was like, wait a minute, that one next to her. Now she's fine, and I was like, now Kelly Rowland, <laughs> that's like next door neighbor fine. That's like girl oh, next yeah. door fine. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, of course. Oh yeah, that's oh, like yeah. attainable fine. Except you can't attain her. It just seems like she's more attainable, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just because she next to Beyonce, huh? You went with the John Nash theory from A Beautiful Mind, huh? <laughs> oh, they should have never gave you Negroes a podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Russell right. Westbrook, right? <laughs> so LeBron at center. <laughs> what are the advanced numbers? <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, we'll talk about the Lakers some other time because I think Jay's got to go. So we got we should we should end it here with people with us with our Halley worship. We'll end it here. We'll we'll, we'll do this. Vinny, you got to come on again, man. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm uh, look as long as we get it cleared about the coalitions and everything else, you know. <laughs> I, I, I promise y'all. I, next time we get Vinny on, we're gonna talk about how in the hell have the Pistons turned Trey Lyles into a player. Like, like, I thought he was going to be one of the best players out of Kentucky. I've been confused (laughs) as hell by his career. Every time, every time, every time a shot go in, I'm like, they playing this six eight dude who can't jump at center, and he is doing work. I'm like, magic juice. That's what it is. It's like like what the Pistons are doing, man. Hey, yo, Trey Lyles is a hooper now. I'm like, what? What? It took seven (laughs) years or something. (laughs) (laughs) How Detroit figure this out? We're gonna have a real basketball conversation next exactly. time. Exactly. We're gonna yeah. talk about Detroit and the and the attitude they have, which I love. I love how Troy brings in guys that reflect the city, mm-hmm. toughness. Because that's a that is how you develop a mentality. Hey, Kate went as an with Donovan, though. That was <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> See, that's what like, that's what I like go. about Miami. Miami's like, this is how we're gonna play. Yeah. And if you if you can F with us, then fine. But if you can't, you need to get out. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a, it's a style. It's a night. It's a exactly. identity. Exactly, exactly. So I love it. I love it. Love what they're doing. Vinny, stay safe, my brother. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, always man. appreciate y'all. All right, y'all. Leave that five star review on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you get this fine American podcast, Marcus. If the, if it, if it's less than five stars, what do them what do them Raiders need to do? They need to keep it to themselves. So we're going to flex hecka hard and make you faint like D.A. did at the Maxwell concert. Oh, my saw God. It's Halle Berry. It's Halle Berry. Hey, Vinny, can you imagine that as poised and calm as D.A. is? Like, that dude.